Friends Alive for the weekly recap from Pure Finesse. Big week in the NFL. There's some hot, hot, hot matches. Almost as hot as this haircut. <laughs> yeah, I love it. But wasn't too hot is that Malcolm beat me last week in game picks, 12 to 3 to 11 to 4. How yeah, are you? Cool. I don't even know which game that was, but thank you very Probably much. Probably Pittsburgh Denver. Probably. But we got this week's matchup. We'll start number one. Chicago Bears versus the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta, shockingly, 0-2 after the botched onside kick, botched 11-point lead with two minutes to go. Pick your poison. So did they get the, did they get the first win of the season? Well, also Chicago's 2-0, surprisingly. But I do think Atlanta takes this one uh, over Chicago. They've been putting up crazy points. They had to play a crazy Seattle offense and a very good Dallas defense, uh, Dallas offense that came back. So I think they're able to put up the points. And I don't think Chicago has that offense to do that. So I think Atlanta takes the first game. I think it's going to be an absolute shootout because really? Atlanta's defense has been shown not to be a bend rather than break or break rather than bend in the first couple of games of the season. And Chicago's defense is somewhat held up because, you know, that's what they're known for, monsters in the midway. Yeah. But I picked Atlanta to win last week. Didn't happen. I'm sticking with the birds again. This week, Atlanta, I think, wins. They have a, they are a three-and-a-half-point favorite as an 0-2 team against a 2-0 and team, which you rarely see. But just how their, their offense is yeah. just – it's unstoppable. Like, Matt, Matty Ice is leading the league in passing yards. And Calvin Ridley, who would have thought Calvin Ridley is going to be top five in passing yards? Yeah, I did not Julio Jones. Julio Jones is questionable for this. He is questionable for this game, so we don't know if he's going to play or not. But, so yeah, Calvin Ridley is an emerging star. Yeah, he is. I, I've been saying this for the past couple seasons. No one's wanted to listen. But Calvin Ridley is the guy who gets in the end zone more than Julio Jones, actually. Uh, since he's entered the league, he has more touchdown passes than uh, touchdown catches than Julio Jones. So I think he's going to be a really good star. And he's really good backup in case Julio gets injured. Yeah, it could be an one receiver anywhere in this league. Yeah, exactly. Next game, we have a pair of 2-0 and teams going at it. The Los Angeles Rams against the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo favored by just a small two-and-a-half points. Who takes? Who goes to 3-0? and uh, Take the Buffalo Bills in this one. The Bills, I think they're going to prove themselves that they're contending to win their division. They're like, they should be the outright winners of their division, and they want to prove that. If they go 3-0 and and beat a team like the Rams who are trying to bounce back ever since that Super Bowl loss, I think Buffalo, if they're able to do that, then they're telling their division and their – Everyone in the league, hey, like we're here for serious business, and they could be Super Bowl contenders this year, maybe. Yeah, it's going to be a great matchup to watch. Jalen Ramsey versus Stephon Diggs is going to be a can't miss yeah. matchup for anybody. Should be really interesting to see who wins that battle. Buffalo kind of says, took some people back last week after giving up so many points to the Miami Dolphins of all teams. Yeah. But I think they'll, they'll have those kinks ordered out and pushed out of the way for this game. So I think Buffalo wins. They go to 3 0. It's been a good story for L.A. so far, 2-0 and after a subpar season after making the Super Bowl. Yeah. But their division is so, so, so tough. Now that they played a division team yet, have they? I don't think so. They played Dallas. Um, so they're going to have some tough games ahead yeah. for them. Next up, the Washington football team against my Cleveland Browns. How are you? Cleveland favored by a touchdown. Yeah, I, well, I think Cleveland's going to win this game. Honestly, I think 
they proved that they can ball out against the Cincinnati Bengals. I know the Bengals are pretty easy to ball out against Cincinnati. I know the Bengals aren't anything easy, but those two guys in the backfield, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, prove what they can do both while they're healthy. So they're able to get that duo going and get their passing in the game like with OBJ and Jarvis Landry. Maybe uh, if they just had a better quarterback, I'll say it every time. But um, I do think that they'll beat the Washington football team this week. We said at the start of the season with the Fantasy Fridays is that Washington's front seven, if they get everything together, could be a real force. And they have. They're leading the league right now in sacks. Yeah. And Chase Young has got already two and a half sacks to his name. But I think the Cleveland running game is probably not going to be as nice as everyone thinks it's going to be because of that front seven that we've already mentioned. So Jarvis Landry, OBJ, is going to have to have some big games. Uh, Tight ends have been kind of – well, they came out Thursday night. Harrison Bryant's a rookie out of FAU. Had a big game on Thursday night. And Austin Hooper, although he isn't not doing much in the passing game, is doing a lot in the blocking game. But Cleveland's defense won't have to worry much of against Washington. Obviously, Terry McLaurin. I would start him this week. You know, Terry McLaurin because he's probably running all over Terry Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But I can't go against my Browns in this pick. I have Cleveland as well. Yeah. Next is a pair of teams who are going in opposite directions. Tennessee 2-0 against Minnesota 0-2. Tennessee favored by 2.5 points. I've seen memes today about Tank for Trevor, and he's got a Vikings hat on. Jeez. I, so, I, I don't think that's going to be the case because I think Minnesota wins this one over Tennessee. I have the Vikings over them. I know they've been playing hor- hor- horrific. Kirk Cousins just not balling at all. But uh, Adam Thielen's going to come out. I think Dallin Cook's going to have a big game, in my opinion. Um, and he's what's going to be the difference in this game. So that's why I have – I think Dalvin Cook's going to make a huge difference to make sure Minnesota wins this week over Tennessee. Yeah, it sounds pretty cliche, but this is a do-or-die game for Minnesota. That's already week three. Yeah. So I have Minnesota winning as well. It's just it's, – it's a desperate team. Like, if they go on three, that the whole it's, – it's the end of the season for them because there's no way they're winning their division with how good Chicago and Green Bay have been playing. And yeah, the wild card is just – it's out the question if you go on three. So I have Minnesota winning. Next is a pair of, I would say, surprising teams is the Las Vegas Raiders, who stayed undefeated against the New Orleans Saints last week, against the New England Patriots, who New England is favored by six. Does New England, yeah. does, uh, Vegas stay undefeated? I don't think Vegas stays undefeated. I think New England, New England comes out and wins this league. Cam Newton's proving all the doubters wrong. with his In the last game, he had 444 yards total. The rest of the offense had 50. I think he's coming out to prove everyone wrong, everyone who passed on him. He said it's not even about money anymore. It's about respect. And that's what the Patriots are doing. They're respecting him. And Bill Belichick is respecting Cam Newton and giving him the ball, allowing him to make plays. I think it's going to be exciting. Underdog for the MVP maybe this year if they can if they continue to play like they've been playing. Obviously, they're going to have harder matchups in the future. They had a few couple, not easier ones, but a lighter schedule. Uh, but I feel like if they win this week, they'll just boost their momentum. So I have New England winning over Las Vegas. Yeah. Nominee for come like the, the top nominee for come on man for this Monday night has got to be Bill Belichick shirt sure, in that press conference. <laughs> Bill Belichick sure. man, it's like his dog just chewed on and Bill's not yeah. wearing. I think he got mauled. <laughs> like, seriously, but they they proved me right last week, so I'm sticking with the Vegas Raiders. They're winning this one. They go to three and all. Wow. Derek Waller is a machine. Absolute machine. And New England's defense looked pretty terrible against the Seattle Seahawks. You know, five touchdowns. Well, was the Seahawks, I think Darren Waller still, I think he's going to have an unbelievable game. Henry Ruggs is out Ooh. for the Raiders, although he didn't do much in Monday Night Football. But, you know, 
he's a threat wherever he is on the field. But Jonathan Abram, man, he's only played what four, three, three, four games in the league, and he's just he's an animal. Gets knocked out by the camera cart, and he comes back and plays one of the best games of his career. Yeah, mind you, it's three games, but I think the Vegas Raiders win this one in, in New England. Wow. Next is an injury-riddled San Francisco against the New York Giants. San Francisco has to come back and play at MetLife Stadium again after complaining about last week with their, the turf issues there. San Fran is still favored by four. Nick Mullins getting the start. I hope Nathan Peterman makes an attempt somewhere here. No. Insert Nathan Peterman joke. <laughs> but uh, for this one, I think Jet McKinnon actually is the difference maker for San Francisco. with Tevin Because Cousins. of no Raheem Mostert and or, no Ted Coleman. Exactly. And I have him on my fantasy team. He's starting for me because I think even um, Kyle Shanahan was saying – how excited he is to let this guy just be able to play the whole game and see what he can do because he's a fast little guy. What, what, are, you, what are you bunking at? <laughs> Jared McKinnon starting in fantasy? Yes, sir. Uh. <laughs> are you kidding? Over the Giants? Yes, please. I know the Giants have a good run defense, um, but I still have Jared McKinnon. He's going to ball out because they're not going be, to want to pass the ball with Nick Mullins in there. They'll hand it off. They can't even pass the ball with Jimmy G. San Fran over NYG. Thanks for coming. I think the Giants win. Everyone run. Yep, they got their first win of the season. No Saquon, no problem. Danny Dimes is finally going to have a thing. Obviously, like the Giants whole, I would say the franchise, has modeled their own Saquon. Yeah. So I think Daniel Jones has a lot to prove in this game. And just the injuries that San Francisco has right now, I think this one is going to be really tough because it's just too hard to plan. Because you have less than a week to prepare for losing Nick Boza, Solomon Thomas, Richard Sherman's still out, mind you. George Kittle. Kevin Coleman, George Kittle, Raheem Mostert, Jimmy G. That's basically all your playmakers are gone. Those are your top players right there. <laughs> exactly. Like, every, like every, name everybody. And Debo is not even playing still. He's still hurt. Debo Samuel. Yeah. But the Giants win this one. I think it's a no-brainer. I don't think so, but we we'll agree to disagree. Big game for one of, or both of these teams. A pair of 0-2 teams that need this win. The Cincinnati Bengals against the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly favored by four and a half points. Who gets their first win of the season? Mr. Joe Burrow does, and I hate him. He's a bust, but I still think that they beat the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Uh, they do have a lot of proof. They put up a good fight against the Browns. Like, that was a good game to watch back and forth. I think they'll be, Joe Burrow's going to be looking Tyler Boyd's way. Um, I know AJ Green's still available, but a lot of people are going to be, they're going to be all over AJ Green. They don't want him to make any plays. So I think Tyler Boyd's going to be a big uh, difference maker. I think Joe Mixon will be a di big difference maker. But also watch out for Miles Sanders on Philly because Cincinnati's D is not that great. So I feel like Miles Sanders could have a great game as well, but Cincy over Philly. Yeah, you just saw how good Kareem and Nick Chubb ran against the Cincinnati defense. So I, yeah, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, watch out. Yeah. I think the Eagles win this game. I think they're more of a desperate team. I think they have more to, lose. to play for in the yeah. season than Cincinnati does because I don't think a lot of people gave Cincinnati much of a shot anyway to be good. But a lot of people have Philadelphia winning their division, and they're 0-2 right now. So they need this win to stay in the hunt because, like we say it all the time, the NFC is the most overrated division in football. Oh, of course. The division leader right now is 1-1. One one. That's a joke. It is. Next, Houston Texans, who are 0-2 against the 2-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh favored by four. Houston, 
And then, again, another desperate 0-2 team. Does they, do they pull, I would call it an upset, but I hate the Steelers, so. I, I, take, I think the Steelers win it. And obviously, I'm going to say that because I'm a Steelers fan. But I do think that people, two guys will have a big game are Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller. After Will Fuller did not. <laughs> He's basically Will, naming your fantasy, his fantasy team. I don't have Deshaun Watson. But Will Fuller you have. Will Fuller, yeah. Well, he got zero receptions last week. And they're going to have to put the ball in his hands in order to make some plays. And if they want to do that against the star-studded Pittsburgh defense, they're going to have to find their big guy to make those plays because they don't have D-Hop anymore. They traded him, Bill Bryan. Oh, idiot. But uh, Will Fuller, I think, will have a good game this game. But Pittsburgh still wins over Houston this week. Too good. I bet against Pittsburgh last week. Didn't work out for you. I'm doing it again. Houston yeah. wins. They need it. They need this win. Pittsburgh, I don't know. Do they need this? Mm, yes, they do. Yeah, but they need everyone. Houston's more of a desperate team right now. Brandon Cooks had a nice game for Houston last week, kind of proving a lot of people wrong that everyone forgot about Brandon Cooks. He's still around. Don't forget about him. I forgot. JJ Watt's still there, somewhat healthy. But yeah, that Pittsburgh, I think it's going to be low scoring. I think Pittsburgh's defense is just too, 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 too good not to talk about. But I think Houston needs this one. So I think they win. Next, the New York JETS against the Indianapolis Colts. Huge spread in this one. Indianapolis here by 10 and a half points. Well, rightfully so. If uh, I'll quote the famous Adam Rank from Fantasy Football. Um, is your defense playing the Jets? Then start him. Because <laughs> The Jets suck. The Jets just straight up suck. Adam Gase is about to get fired. They're going to go 0-16. Indy's defense has been crazy good the past two games. Last, uh, last week they showed off big time, 17 points. Exactly. They're pretty good, not going to lie. So the Jets, they don't have it. What playmakers do they really have? Le'Veon's out. James Sam, Crowder's not playing. James Crowder's not playing. Sam Darnold still hasn't proven himself to be. Rashad Perryman, baby. Oh, for Rashad. Wow. No, it's Indy over Jets. I feel like it's an easy one. No yeah, question. this is no brainer. I don't need to go much in depth to that one. But yeah. we'll get to the injury notice for Indy later on. Carolina versus the LA Chargers. The Chargers gave the Chiefs the best run for their money we've seen in a long time. Yeah. And it was your boy, Justin Herbert, getting that praised. And he's starting this week for LA against the Panthers. So do they keep the momentum running? No, I think the Panthers actually win this game. I, I think D.J. Moore and Teddy Bridgewater, they have big, both big games. I think the oh, defense – broke off my fantasy lineup a bit more. Do I have – Yes, you have D.J. Moore. Oh, I have D.J. Moore, yeah. Oh, wow. That's just and Teddy on your bench. No big deal. I am Teddy on your bench. Wow, I forgot about that. But uh, I still think Caroline is going to win over the Chargers. Herbert, he's good. Obviously, look at the game he played against Kansas City. But I don't think that he's going to be able to pull out the win just yet. It may take him a couple more games to do that. I think Carolina is going to take advantage of their young quarterback and go after him. So I think Carolina comes out on top. I totally disagree. I think it's the Chargers for sure. Pushing the Super Bowl champs to OT on a 58-yard field goal, losing by that much. But you saw how great that defensive front is right there in L.A. with Linval Joseph, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. Yeah. Casey Hayward's going to be locking down DJ Moore all night. And no Christian McCaffrey, who is basically the Saquon of the Carolina Panthers. Basically. So it's, a, it's a no-brainer that the LA Chargers win. Next, the Detroit Lions against the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona is 2-0, and favored by 5.5. Do they go to 3-0 and take the division lead in the NFC West? Yes, they do. 
They hopped how many catches in the first two games? 24 catches or something over the first two games. Most by any player on any team in their first two games with any team ever. D-Hop's balling out. Kyler Murray's finding them. Arizona's offense is disgusting. I don't think Detroit has what it takes on defense at all to contain these guys. So Arizona over Detroit. Yeah, no question about it. I think it's he's, they're turning a lot of heads. Being San Francisco kind of said, hey, watch out for the Cardinals. Because they're playing well. Like, you can't ignore the fact that they are playing great football. And their defense is kind of underrated. Like Chandler Jones, obviously Isaiah Simmons, the rookie. Hassan Reddick, Buda Baker, Patrick Peterson is a surefire Hall of Famer. Yeah. They're a good team. And Detroit still kind of banged up with injuries. You haven't seen Kenny Galladay yet this year, and they're missing him big time. Yeah. So, Arizona over Detroit. Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Denver Broncos. Denver turning to Jeff Driscoll at the helmet quarterback. So, Tampa is favored by six points. Do they cover it's or did they win? It's not Bortles. I know it might be Blake Bortles. You never know. I think it'll be Jeff Driscoll starting, though. I still, either one, I think it's going to be Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. TB winning over Denver this week. Uh, Leonard Fournette, remember his game last week. He was playing great. Uh, I think if he can keep, but Ronald Jones, they still have Ronald Jones. So they have many people, many, uh, Chris Godwin's back this week as well. So I think it's just too much to handle for the Denver Broncos this week. They're loaded. They have a few injuries. No Cortland Sutton. He's out for the season. The season. Yeah, Drew Locke out for a few weeks, maybe like four or five weeks. So I have Tampa Bay over Denver here. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay's kind of figured it out after week one. You know, no preseason didn't help the cause. So I think they figured it out. So I think they win, but I would start, again, on a fantasy team, so kind of biased. But Melvin Gordon, if you yeah, don't have no, you need good. to start his ass. Because really there's no other offensive weapon anywhere on this Denver team besides De- Love Jerry Judy. Proven offensive weapon, Melvin Gordon. And I think Tampa Bay, you know, their defense is still kind of shaky. We still don't know what they're like right now. Yeah. So I would Melvin Gordon, I think, is a no-brainer to start That's in fantasy. Question about it, yeah. Dallas Cowboys against the Seattle Seahawks. A lot of people will be watching this one for sure. Seattle 2-0, favored by only five. I think that's a little modest. I think it's I think it's just right, honestly, because Dallas has been able to put up the points and put up a lot of points. I know the first game they only put up 17 against the Rams, but they did come back and have that huge comeback over Atlanta. I still think, though, that Seattle Seahawks will. Your, uh, oh, no, this is my uh, prediction for MVP, Russell Wilson. To win this game over Dallas, so I have the Seahawks over the Cowboys. I do too. I think Dallas has played some pretty sub. Well, no offense to the Rams, but the Falcons was a very a subpar defense at best. Yeah, and I think they're going to be light over their heads against Seattle's defense. So I think you'll see a lot of Ezekiel Elliott on Sunday rather than throwing the ball. So I think Ezekiel Elliott's have a big game, but I think the Seahawks cover and they will win. They will be three and zero. Yeah. Sunday nighter is the Green Bay Packers against the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans favored by three. Are you shocked by this? Because I definitely am. Yeah, I am because Green Bay has been playing great, like spectacular. Um, Green Bay not having – not um, going to have Devontae Adams this game. So going to have to rely on Valdez. Scandling. The best running back in football right now. Aaron Jones, yeah, Alan Lazard. So they're going to have to focus on those guys. And I think if they, even if they're missing Devontae Adams, they're even – They've been able to prove it last game in the second half when he was out that they're able to score still. So I still do have Green Bay winning New Orleans this week. I have New Orleans winning because I think they – I would say they got embarrassed on Monday night yeah. against the Raiders. So they have a lot to prove today, tomorrow, Sunday, whatever. 
But the two, two receivers from both teams are out. Mike Thomas is out and Devontae Adams is out. So they'll be even keel. So I think it's going to be a good, I think it's going to be a really good game to watch. But yeah, the one that's going to steal the show is by far is the Monday nighter. Your Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs against possibly the 2020-2021 at Super Bowl champs of the Baltimore Ravens. Kind of disrespecting the Chiefs at Baltimore's fair by three and a half. I, I still think Kansas City is going to fall to one and two after this game. I think Baltimore comes out and they play big and they beat the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Uh, Lamar playing great. Maybe I, I feel like J.K. Dobbins could have a good week. Um, but you never know because they do have Ingram there still too. But I, I have Baltimore balling out, and I think they're going to ball out and win over Kansas City. I don't think Kansas City is going to be able to match Baltimore's speed this week. I guess I have Kansas City winning this one. You can't go against Super Bowl champs right now. At least it's too early. It's too early in the season to go against them. because they, they got pushed to the brink with the Chargers. And I would say them and the Ravens are probably one of the best defenses in the league, not only the AFC, probably the NFL. But I just think they're one of the healthiest teams right now. Now you can't go against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. But we've touched upon most of these injuries already, but George Kittle is going to be out with a knee injury, and Nick Mullins will be starting for the 49ers. Uh, quarterbacks, we have Dak Prescott opening up about his mental health, obviously. I think it was his brother, right? That yeah. Passed yeah. away from suicide. And a lot, he's getting a lot of respect around the league. I saw Hayden Hurst go up to him after, after losing the way they lost yeah. to the Cowboys and still have the humility to come up against Dak Prescott and say thank you was, I think, very inspiring. Yeah, it was. And you see guys like um, Skip Bayless, and he was making some ridiculous, stupid comments about uh, Dak opening up about uh, his mental health and Skip saying, like, oh, well, if he opens up, you can't show any sign of weakness. You shouldn't be able uh, – I was just shook and shocked that Skip would say something like that. I never liked Skip Bayless for you. I never liked him to start off with. Yeah, he's – I don't know why he's still on television. He's one of those guys who, like, get him off television. Come on, Skip. Yeah, but uh, uh, it took some courage for Dak to open up, so I'm proud that he did that. And then a lot of other players reaching out and praising him for doing that too. But one person we're not praising right now is the uh, the medical staff for the L.A. Chargers after what they did to Tyrod Taylor. Yes. But you know, it is a blue thing. But for anyone who didn't figure it out, Tyrod Taylor now has a punctured lung because of a pain injection that a doctor was trying to give him for rib injuries. But it's a freak thing. Like, it happens, right? I'm not qualified, and you're not qualified to do this. It happens. Stuff happens. And Anthony Lynn, the coach, is not, is not bitter about it at all because it's, it's, what, it's just it happens sometimes. Yeah. But Justin Herbert's got the reins. It's tough. Like, Tyron Taylor has been hurt twice in the last three years and has lost the quarterback job to Baker Mayfield. He's probably going to lose it right now to Justin Herbert. Yeah, and it sucks to see because Tyler, he was trying to make a point uh, starting. Right, quarterback, man. Yeah, I know. It's just tough. It's it's sad to see. I hope he gets a shot again, hopefully. If it, well, if they not, said he's going to get the job when he comes back. Yeah, so hopefully he's, he's healthy and he starts to play good when he's healthy again, so. But we're going to run down some the rest of the injury woes for all of which was a dreadful week, too. Christian McCaffrey is going to be out for at least three weeks with a high ankle sprain. Saquon Barkley is done for the season, torn ACL, and they've signed Devonta Freeman for $3 million. So I think it's safe to say that he's going to get paid more money than Cam Newton. But he does have an injury written past as well. So is that a good signing for him? Who else is running the ball for them, man? Like, seriously, like, everything going, everything that's going wrong for New York right now is going wrong. Yeah. Portland Sutton, the Broncos' number one, is out for the season with a torn ACL. 
it's tough again. It hurts. Both my receivers and fantasy are hurt right now. I never want receivers are both hurt, but it's okay. We're we're big. We're big. we're mentally stable. Broncos, like you said, have signed Blake Bortles with their quarterback Drew Locke being out three to five weeks with a sprained AC joint in the shoulder. Yeah. 49ers front seven men, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, both out for the season with torn ACLs respectively. Nick Bosa can't catch a break, man. Is what was it? Core injury and in his last year of college knocked yeah. him out for the season. And he's got now a torn ACL. He just can't get healthy. Another Ohio State man, Paris Campbell, is out for the Colts with another ankle injury. Should be back for the season. And another Ohio State guy, safety Malik Hooker, is done for the season with a torn Achilles. But we have Sunday night was kind of a take-back moment as Patriots running back James White was inactive for the game after his father passed away in a car crash and his mom being in critical condition. Didn't really know this until Devin McCourty took a pick six back and said 2-8, we yeah. love you. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, Brock, man, how are you? So hopefully he can just – Everything's good with his family. He can come back and play. And he's not playing he this week. He's yes, out. He's, yeah, so he's the out. The whole fantasy bench is I saw, I, They're all out, 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 <laughs> Your whole bench. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's a, it's a tough it's a tough couple days for fantasy owners around the world. And for head yeah. coaches after NFL came down hard with yeah. fines for not wearing masks. Sean Payton, John Gruden, who else I can think of off the top of my head. A lot of like I would say at least five teams got fined for not wearing masks. Yeah. But yeah, and a lot the, of money. the coaches themselves get fined a hundred grand, but the teams get fined an extra two fifty. Jeez. So they're coming down hard. That's good them. though. That's it is good. a good thing. It's you don't like just wear it proper I know you're trying to hide your hide what your place, put your mask on, then you don't have to hide anything. <laughs> but yeah. But then we're uh, that's all the NFL news. We're gonna get into some NHL news and there's a few like transactions and awards given out amid the Stanley Cup final. Um, obviously, we'll start with the final. Lightning up three um, one against the Dallas Star against the Dallas Stars. Game could be off. it could be over when you hear it in the pod. Yeah, by not, by this time you can hear it tonight. They're playing right now, actually, as we speak, and uh, we'll find out tomorrow if they're going to be the Stanley Cup uh, champions for the twenty twenty season. This bubble. Uh, do you think they're going to be able to pull it out? Or do you think Dallas is going to come back? I don't know. I hope and I would like to see Tampa Bay win. Yeah. Because they've been like, they've been right there for so many years. Yeah. But I think they're very deserving to win. But I think it's going to six games. I think Dallas is going to find a way to win. And back to back nights, which is unprecedented. I'm saying. And they played in overtime last night. Yeah. And overtime, they got to play again today. I think Dallas wins. I think they win tonight, too. And I think they'll push it to six games. Um, Alex Petrangelo, so the sweepstakes for, him, sweepstakes for him, some teams interested are Las Vegas, uh, Calgary, and Toronto. Where do, you think, where do you think he lands, though? Oh, before, before I ask you this, there have been many other uh, defensemen coming out of free agency, signing huge contracts, another on horrible contracts. Examples, P.K. Subban, Eric Carlson, those guys on awful contracts for their teams for how good they used to be. Do you think Petrangelo will be able to keep his talent, keep playing the way he is, or do you think he's going to start declining now? I think he plays such a different game than P.K. Subban and Eric Carlson because he's a stay-at-home defenseman, right? He's not relied yeah. on for points like P.K. Subban and Carlson are. Exactly. 
as a Toronto fan, I would love to say he's going to go to the Leafs. You know, he's from King City, you know, just right outside of Toronto. It's like a hometown discount, maybe not a big girl. <laughs> but real, I, realistically, I think he's going to Calgary. Yeah. Because they have two UFA defensemen right now, Travis Hamanick and TJ Brody. So they're going to have the cap space to sign Petrangelo. Yeah. And the, I think it's a need, right? That just have, like The top pair would be Giordano and Petrangelo. It's unbelievable. That's nasty. So, yeah, I, I think Calgary as well. Calgary, if they get them, look up for them next year, trying to uh, boost up their defense. But also some Leafs. Uh, some Love Leafs the players. hire. Love this Paul hire. Paul McLean, former Senators head coach, um, is now the Leafs assistant coach. Uh, do you like this? I love it. 13 coach of the year. That's all yeah. you need to say. That's and what I'm saying. Assistant. He's a Jack Adams winner, and he's going to be the assistant. That's crazy. I can't believe the Sens ever let go of him. I don't know why they did that, but he, I've loved him ever since he came to Ottawa, and I like knew about him. And ever since I'm like, why do we? I met him too. He's a great guy. He's the he was the best coach that we had for a long time. So I'm happy that he found another job. And being with the Leafs, I think he'll be able to find a head coaching position again after a few stints with the Leafs. Um, and then some Montreal Canadiens used Jeff Petrie signed a four year, twenty five million dollar extension with Canadians. I love that signing lock up. Jeff bargain. Petrie. Yeah, he is nasty at the game. Obviously, he's getting—he's not getting any younger, uh, so they can't give him so much money and give him like a huge contract. But still, a very modest contract for Petrie. So I'm excited that he's going to stay with the Canadians. Uh, some Senators news: Bobby Ryan is on waivers for bio, and after he won what was the Bill Masterson Trophy this year? Yes. Yeah, he won that this year, and they're already—they're going to buy him out. It's so. a businessman. It's yeah, a, like getting paid over six million dollars, and he's not like—he's not producing. He knows he's. Oh. Just, in the little, room. Exactly. It's like a little comment of saying, like, oh, I know how young this team is and the room building. I'm going to be happy to watch them grow. Uh, so he knows that it's just all business move and it has to be, like, it has to be done to free up some space. Some, also, they're not going to be signing. The Suns won't resign. Yeah, kind of, kind of like, an end of an era. Yeah, I know. Craig Anderson, he has tied for the most playoff wins uh, in Suns franchise history with Patrick Laleem. Uh, most wins in franchise history, no? Yeah, probably the most wins as well for, in franchise history for the Ottawa Senators. He's been just a fan favorite here. There's Obviously, he was inconsistent, but even when he's inconsistent, the fans love him. Like He, he can play on the top of his head. He's obviously not getting any younger, just like anyone else. Well, I know you know, but there's this guy in the, ring, in the wings waiting to come in. Do you think it's Philip Gustafson's time? Yeah, I think so. I just got a notification today that they're loaning him actually to another team um, in Europe. But I think it's going to be his time to shine and become a starter because Philip Gustafson, we got in that Derek Broussard trade from Pittsburgh. Uh, I think that's going to be great because he's tremendous Swedish goaltender. And um, going back with the old school unis. Yeah, the old uniforms, the old logos, 2D. Uh, every, everybody in Ottawa loves it. That uh, mm-hmm. We needed a revamp. We want to bring it back to our good old days. All the fans, except I hated the O. The O was annoying. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy about that. We won't talk anymore about the Sens right now. A big trade that just happened today. I know. A huge trade. The Rangers trade Mark Stahl to the Red Wings for future considerations. Uh, second round pick. Yeah, second round, second round pick. Yeah, I saw that too. So, Red Wings picking up Mark Stahl in defense, a good veteran to add in that locker room. Like we just said, end of an era. This is an end of an era in New York. 15 years with the Rangers. 15. That's crazy. I didn't even, th- I didn't even think it would be 15. Mm-hmm. Holy, those Stahl brothers have been around for a long time, and they're not going anywhere. They're just going to bounce around this. Well, league. what? It's been 
I don't know, 17 years that a stall has been, at least one stall has been in Carolina right now. That's, that's crazy. But yeah, end of an era for the, for Mark Stoll as well. Moving on to the Detroit Red Wings. Um, the Winnipeg Jets are actively looking to shop Patrick Line. And where do you think, where are some top trade destinations for Patrick Line? I'm shook about this, but. So some teams I've heard that are in the mix is Carolina being one. Colorado is another. That wow. I've heard. Uh, Calgary again is in that mix. Jeez. So I, he's, he's got one year left, I believe, at $6.7 million AAV. And then after that, he's a UFA. I just think he's not, that, uh, while you're seeing his name being popped up, is I don't think he's going to be re-signing in Winnipeg. No, I don't think so either. And I don't know if he's going to be worth a whole lot more than he already is right now because he's not – obviously, he's a great player, but he hasn't been producing at the level everyone expected him to. So – No, so everyone who's saying Lainey's better than Matthews can shut up. Exactly, yeah. Matthews is definitely better than Lainey. There's no question there. And I, I'm a Habs fan, and I'm saying that with the Leafs. And Austin Matthews, I don't even like Austin Matthews. But Lainey has not been able Man, to – Man, crush Wednesday. How are you? That's awful. Um, but the NHL did – Hand out some, hand out some awards this past Monday. Uh, so Leon Draisaitl won the Hart Trophy. No he won the Ted Lindsay as well. I don't know. I just don't like it. I think McKinnon was deserving more of it. Uh, Draisaitl had McDavid to help him out. McKinnon did have other supporting cast around him too, but I think McKinnon really carried that team. So I thought he should have deserved the Hart. But again, it's not me. That's no surprise. Yeah, this kind of a surprise for Norris Trophy. We all thought. Oh, John Carlson, he's a lock. Victor Hedman, if not Victor Hedman, playing great as well. But it's Roman Yossi who wins his Norris Trophy this year. Yeah, Carlson like, was robbed. He was totally robbed. But, again, I don't like the fact that over the past few seasons that the Norris Trophy has been giving out to the, to the defender with the most points. Because it's not about getting the most points, it's about being the best defenders, too. When Eric yeah, but Carlson- this was unprecedented for John Carlson. It was so good. So good. Yeah, but, like, was he great on the defensive end? Like, just as great on the defensive end as he was on the offensive end? What? I can't – I couldn't name He was plus minus off the top of my head. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, hypothetically, Eric Carlson, when he won the Norris, I didn't think he was deserving. He was just playing offense. He was just another forward. He was atrocious on D. He was lending up everything on D, but he still won that Norris. So I'm kind of happy that someone else who plays more on the defensive end won it, but in that – not like mindset. I would have rather uh, Victor Hedman win over Roman Yossi. Well, he's winning the Conn Smythe if the, if the Lightning won the Cup. So yeah, he's been balling out. Um, goaltenders, uh, Connor Hellebuck won the Vezina. <laughs> like, very, very well deserving, in my opinion. He's played great this season. No, the only reason why the Jets are relevant was Connor Hellebuck. Exactly. He was just nasty. He's disgusting at the game. So no question there. The NHL also did release like their version of the NHL. I've never seen this before. No, it's been living under a rock. They call it like the all-star teams, the first all-star team and second, but I call it like the NHL first team, like you would do it in the NBA. Yeah, first team. Exactly. How are you? Um, first team uh, for the NHL, goaltender, Connor Hellebuck, of course. John Carlson and Roman Yossi are the two defensemen. Obviously, Yossi has to be in there winning the Norris. Dreisaitl, uh, Panarin, and Pasternak. So Panarin and Pasternak, two European guys, appearing on that first team. Panarin also playing great hockey this season with the Rangers. And Pasternak, obviously, with the Bruins. Bruins have been playing great with their top line. Do you think anyone's snubbed from that team? I wouldn't say snubbed. I would not say snubbed. But I see second team as Tuka Rask. I would not be surprised if Tuka Rask retires. 
I wouldn't be either because I don't think he's feeling like I don't feel like he wants to. I think he's lost the love for the game. And there's nothing wrong with that. Once you lose the love, once you don't want to play, you you brought a uh, you won a Stanley Cup. You played great. He's got nothing else to prove. Yeah, exactly. He's been a great goaltender. I don't think if it's not working for him, if it's like draining his mental health or anything like that, where he just wants to spend more time with his family. Hey, he is. If he invested his money. We're back. Sorry about that. Okay. Second the NHL second. Yeah, so it's Tuka Rask, Victor Hedman, Alex Petrangelo, Nathan McKinnon, uh, Brad Marchand, and Nick Warren to retire or anything. I think that team's great. But I do think a snub who didn't make one of these teams was Connor McDavid. I think Connor McDavid was. Yeah, I, I definitely. Dude, Connor think, McDavid's got like 100 um, points as well, right? He was second in the NHL. Second in the NHL in points, Connor McDavid. I think he was. But I was, I was just thinking. Tuka Rask, I think there's a lot better goaltenders that you could have picked to win. Tuka Rask, second team in the NHL, because you had Vasilevsky at your disposal to pick. Um. Because he was in Bay, right? Can't not talk to him about Vasilevsky, but Tuka Rask, great season. But I think Vasilevsky was, should have been second team on NHL. Yeah, Vasilevsky playing huge role from Tampa Bay this year. And then the all-rookie team, you have Elvis Merzlikens uh, from Columbus. Yeah. Kale McCarr, rookie of the year from Colorado. Quinn Hughes of the Vancouver Canucks. Dominic Kubelik in Chicago. Uh, Victor Olsen. Um, where is he? He's in Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, and then Nick Suzuki in Montreal. And I love to see Suzuki's name up there. He did play some you good hockey. You can thank the bubble for Nick Suzuki making the all-rookie team. Honestly, the bubble really helped. Yeah, I think Victor Olsen had 16 power play goals. Victor Olsen played really good hockey this year. He did play mm-hmm. really good. So Had a really hot start, so that probably helped his case. Yeah. So we're going back now to the association and the talk of not only the NBA but all the world right now is the Breonna Taylor decision with only one of the three officers being, I would not even indicted for the murder, but for breaking into their neighbor's apartment and not the murder of Breonna Taylor. So that's really the talk of the NBA, the WNBA, all of America right now, all of Louisville, Kentucky, all of Canada, really Canada's talking about this too. It's mm-hmm. not just an issue right now that's in the United States, it's an issue all over the world. Uh, but the, I really didn't pay much attention to this until it really was pointed out that the WNBA was really – Breonna Taylor was the focal point of their message, like say her name and that her being Breonna Taylor. And I didn't really know it until it was pointed out. But, yeah, like Breonna Taylor has really been the one, of the, if not the focal point of this whole non-segregation regime of the United States right now. And, just, like, how could you fuck this up? Seriously, like, how could you mess this up? It was so easy, man. Like, 
he, the, he got charged with the bullets that he missed, not with the bullets that he hit her with. Like, take that in, like, that's messed up, man. You know, and, and everyone's I, looking at you to make the right decision, and you don't. And you, and you just mess it up. When you know what's right, and you can, oh, it's just so annoying, so frustrating. But it's not surprising, right? That's really not surprising. Not, which and, is really scary. A lot of people that are way more important than us have said it's not surprising. Yeah, obviously. But we're going to get back to basketball, and the Heat are up 3-2 to two now over Boston after Boston has won game six. Jason oh. Tatum, huge big game. Like, he's playing his best games when their backs are against the wall. So we'll have to see what happens in game six. But one guy I'd love to mention is he's our age, and he's still yeah. speaking over Miami right now, is Tyler Hero. I heard a great story. Was it, I don't know if it was from you or not, but I don't know it wasn't. It was Tyler Hero's from Wisconsin, right? So senior year of high school. He's, he was committed to some school in Wisconsin, switched and went to Kentucky. So this whole rest of his high school career, he was just hated because he was moving out of state. And this guy is showing up big time for Miami. Yes, Youngest player, first player ever in the 2000s to make it to the conference final. And yeah. he's showing up. Not a big deal. Met him at a Benny Honda in Las Vegas. Not a big deal. <laughs> Not a big deal. A Benny Honda of all places. Of course. He can still tell you it's good food there. That's terrific. But yeah, like I would, he's finally like he's kind of was. I I would don't want to say overlooked, but I definitely you would not think Tyler Hero would be the best player for the Miami Heat right now. But they have four players averaging over eighteen a game with Jimmy buckets, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, and Goran Dragic. Yeah, and they do have other good players that team are averaging over eighteen, so it's a scary team, honestly. The winner of the East is winning the NBA championship. I think so, too. I don't because think the next two teams in the, NBA, in the West right now just don't have the depth. And the Los Angeles Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. With the Lakers being up 3-1 to one with game five going Saturday. So, LeBron and Jamal Murray, we saw that matchup late into game four. And you, if you were living under a rock, you did not miss that Jamal Murray layup with a little oh. bit of the Polish on it. The English... The MJ-esque. It was crazy. I think he has to be an all-star next year, Jamal oh. Murray. Well, if he continues to play this way, then without a doubt. Without a doubt. I think maybe. he's averaging over 26 a game in the playoffs. I think he's 27 right now. So we can all thank his girlfriend for him making this amazing push in the playoffs. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. It's yeah. true. Some head coaching news to point out. Former Oklahoma City coach Billy Donovan is now joining the staff of Chicago, the Chicago Bulls. I think we see what Billy Donovan has done in OKC. I think he can try to make somewhat of a push for Chicago because they've been nowhere better than mediocre since Derek Rose left. Would you not agree? Who? The, sorry, I kind of just like... Would you not agree that the Chicago Bulls have been nothing but garbage since Derek Rose left? Oh. Since D-Rose left, yes. And I think the team that they have now, though, with uh, the young – they have Laurie Markkinen. Zach Levine, Colby Zach White. Laurie Markkinen. And then they're, they're, consider, they're saying, hey, maybe AD joins the Bulls in free agency. And if they do that and they have Billy Donovan coaching behind them, I think they could be a real team to look out for. That's, that's just AD does go. That's just hypothetical. But mm-hmm. even with the young core that they have now, they're rebuilding. And I think, like you said, they haven't been good since D-Rose left. But they're going to have – I think Billy Donovan coming in will make those changes. And playing small ball, uh, he did that with OKC. He's going to – great fit with the Bulls because they don't have a lot of huge players. So I think it's a great fit for Billy Donovan. 
Mm-hmm. And just one last note is that the start date for 2020-2021 is still up in the air, but it seems that it's going to be post-Christmas for when yeah. this starts. January. It could be another July finish for the NBA if they play a full 82 games. Yeah, and that, that's just going to be awful, but it's, it, it is what it is. We got to deal with it. Um, some team that didn't deal with it, with some league that didn't deal with the coronavirus as best as it could have was the MLB, but we'll get into them. Uh, what they're doing, most of the teams have clinched right now uh, for the playoffs in the AL, AL East. Yeah, the only real thing that's up for grabs right now is NL wild card because right now the AL is solidified as made it the playoffs. Yeah, in the AL, you have the Tampa Bay Rays, New York Yankees, and the Toronto Blue Jays in the AL East making the playoffs. Uh, the NAL, in the I'm back on the bandwagon. Yeah. On the Central, you have the Minnesota Twins, the Chicago White Sox, and the Cleveland Indians. Uh, when should they change their name? Chicago White Sox, man. Watch out for them. Yeah, they've been playing some good I'm baseball. hoping on that team's bandwagon rather than the Jays because well, Jays fans stick. I'm a, I'm a, I've never been off the bandwagon, but yeah. I'm hopping on Chicago's. Yeah, Chicago's a good team, honestly. And then the West and the AL, they have the Oakland Athletics and the Houston Astros. Uh in the playoffs, and then the NL. And then NL East, you have the Atlanta Braves and the Miami Marlins. So those Miami teams. Marlins have never lost in the playoffs. 6-0 and in series. Really? Six and well, they've only ever made the playoffs twice, but yeah. won the World Series both those years. 97-03. Is it another one this year? Maybe. Look yeah, okay. They've already clinched, so you don't know. Uh, Perfect. Un- that's unprecedented. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's kind of crazy. 6-0 and in two appearances. Um, and then the, in the central, you have we have you have the Cubs, uh, Chicago Cubs, uh, Milwaukee's in the mix, St. Louis in the mix, and then the Reds are there too. Cincinnati so, clinched; they're in. Yeah, Cincinnati's in. So I'm saying the Cardinals and Brewers; those are the teams in the central that are really battling out for it. And in the west, in the west as well, you have the Dodgers and Padres clinched. I'm hopping on the Padres bandwagon. Um, the Red Sox. Fernando Tatis, yes, sir. And then you have the Giants in there at 29 and 29, still battling, too. I would love the Giants if they make it, too. Your boy, I know you know Carl Yastrzemski. How are you? But the (laughs) grandson, Mike Yastrzemski, I love him. He's good. Is he good? Is he playing baseball? He's a a stud. But just not on the Giants bandwagon here. Hunter Pence just retired. 14-year career. Four-time All-Star. Two-time World Series champ. Hell of a career. That just happened. Mm-hmm. Damn, congratulations. Well, he said it was on a minor league deal, so I mean, he's not making he's going to make a huge impression on the Giants playoff run, so. That's true. Uh, and then we do have some awards coming up, too. We have the AL and NL MVP and the Cy Young winners. I don't know a whole lot about baseball, but I do know about the MVPs, who I think is going to win each MVP. So in the AL, my prediction, and then we'll get to yours because you're the more of the analyst. Well, the AL is the same. Yeah, okay. For AL, I have Shane Bieber, the pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. Went eight and one this year. Had the best ERA at one point six three. Uh, he had the most strikeouts this season as well. And then the Indians finished second, as I already mentioned, the AL Central. So I think Shane Bieber, the pitcher for the Indians, is going to win yeah, it for the he's AL. He's by far, by far, your Cy Young winner. Yeah, he's on that torrent pace to start off the season, like almost breaking the record for most strikeouts in two games. Unbelievable. AL MVP for me from Chicago, Jose Abreu. Really? That's mm-hmm. leading the league in homers. Yeah. Just about a 20. But I think he is your AL MVP because I don't think 
at least the average Joe would not think the Chicago White Sox would be making the playoffs, let alone winning their division. Yeah, honestly. And then in the NL, some great names as well. For the MVP for me, who I think is going to win it, is Fernando Tatis Jr. And he's 20, what, 22 years old? 22, 21. Like, and then his batting average is .279, 16 homers and 44 RBIs, and then the Padres second in the NL West right now. So I think he's like the front runner for the MVP. And who do you have for yeah, that? I, for Cy Young, I have two yeah. guys. Like, I would love to have them win, like this guy for sure, because he's – Trolls the Astros pretty hard. He's from Cincinnati. Trevor Bauer. Oh. Playing, playing unbelievable. Got an ERA under 2.2. So, I mean, he's, the numbers are there. But I don't think he's going to get the votes because Trevor Bauer. Yeah. The, the guy I think he's going to win Cy Young is Jacob deGrom from the New York Mets. Wow. He's just a stud every year. Like, when every, like, it's why the Mets win have once every five games. is because Jacob deGrom is pitching for them. Yeah, that's true. He's a nasty pitcher. And then, like you said, for uh, – no, like we kind of mentioned throughout the uh, for every league, like will there be fans? Will there not be fans? In most cases, we haven't seen fans. But now Manfred, the commissioner from the MLB and the MLB, plan to have fans at games during the playoffs or during the, the the championship games and the World Series as well. They want to have some fans. I don't think this is the greatest idea. Um, well, I could see it happening. I could realistically I see, see it happening it. for sure too. Because like I'm watching college football today which we'll get into in a second. This is unbelievable. Like, there's t- fans are there. Like, there's not games that they're not. Like, they're, yeah. their fans are there and the bands are there. It's, just, it's a different breed in the States. It really yeah. is. It's, it's a business. Yeah. It's money over everything. Money rules. Money talks. Money talks. Yes, sir. But have you seen the stadium where they're going to be playing the World Series at in Texas, Globe Life Park? No, I'm not. Oh, the fucking palace. Really? It's unbelievable. Over, but like you see, the, like it's just stupid money. How much stadiums are being made for? Like obviously, SoFi in LA is over almost over four and a half billion dollars. That's At crazy. In Vegas is almost two billion dollars. Like it's 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 over a billion and a half dollars to make a nice stadium in anywhere. Well, minus like you say, like twenty thousand dollars stadiums. Like you see the stadium, the Celtics, twenty thousand seat, I should say, Celtics and like. NBA, NHL, but baseball and NFL, it's like at least a billion dollars to make a new stadium. Yeah, because you have so many fans. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But more sports news to get into is Zlatan Ibrahimovic has just been tested positive for COVID. Probably the best response I've heard of any athlete who's ever caught COVID is, oh, cool. you picked me? You picked me, COVID? Good luck. Yeah, I know. Great stuff. Disgruntled striker from Barcelona, Luis Suarez, has left to go in Spain to Atletico Madrid on a free transfer. That's kind of crazy. Crazy. There's, I think there was no way he was going to the Premier League if it wasn't for Liverpool. There's some bad blood between Liverpool and Luis Suarez. I would love to, like, my boy, Komar, how are you? Did the lineup, not a big deal. Big United fan, so I'm sure you want to see Luis Suarez go that way. But United's just... I don't, I don't know, man. They might get relegated. Like, they're playing terrible, terrible, terrible soccer. They just snuck by Brighton today with an extra-minute penalty from your boy Bruno Fernandez. So, yeah, they are having a tough goal to start off the Premier League season. Conor McGregor, Manny Pacquiao fight in the works? I think I would love to see it. Yes, please. Yeah, but you saw what happened to see how McGregor got embarrassed. Like, McGregor got embarrassed by Mayweather in the later rounds of their fight. Oh, I think it was close to four years ago now. And we get we're getting old. 
But Pacquiao is going to donate a, a huge portion of his winnings for this fight. If he, if he wins, he is going to win. Yeah. It's a huge portion of his whatever he gets from this fight to towards COVID nineteen relief in his native Philippines. So you'll have to see it. Yeah, that's and uh, I would say your celebrity crush Bianca Andreescu is going to sell the remainder of the season due to health mm-hmm. concern, health and body, health and wellness. I guess you want to call it. She's got a nagging knee injury, but I'm sure COVID is taking a toll on everybody. Yeah, even for high profile athletes like herself. So hopefully we see her nice, healthy to start off 2021. Hopefully with fans of the Aussie Open. Yeah, hopefully. Bonus, there's some huge upsets to talk about right now on college football. LSU, number six in the country, went down. That was a huge blow. Uh, I know Texas was losing to Texas Tech. Uh, last week, last time I checked, they were eighth in the country. Georgia is losing right now to, I believe, Mississippi State. Jeez, man. It's just, it's just a terrible, terrible. I mean, not terrible for us because we love to see it. But the biggest upset of the day was by far the number three team in the country, the Oklahoma Sooners losing to Kansas State. Spencer no. Rattler could be a Heisman Trophy candidate through three picks to a nobody team, a nobody team in Kansas State. So their playoff hopes take a huge dash that way. And with mm-hmm. all these teams coming back, like Big Ten coming back, Pac-12 announced they're coming back late fall. They're going to come back and playing. It's crazy, man. Like, that's going to be some nobody. Like, there's nobody teams right now that have no business being in the top 10 that might be top four that would be playing in the playoff. That would be crazy. I, I would love to see it. I'd love to see it. But keep your, keep your eyes posted, man. Because college football, really, should they be playing? Should they not be with fans? I don't know. But it's entertaining stuff to watch, just like pure finesse. And we'll be yes, back for trivia part, part two. Willie Orkana kind of put, me, gave me, put me through the ringer on Tuesday. I had some... Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a it was a stiff couple of questions, so I had to have a stiff beverage after that one. So hopefully we'll be back at it for Tuesday. Topic will be golf, so I don't know if Willie's over his head because if you see my attire right now, I'm no slouch when it comes to the golf game. So hopefully, Sports Encyclopedia gets back on his feet, and hopefully it'll be a part three in two weeks. So until then, it's Jacob and Coleman. Uh...